What's good, revolutionaries? Dr. Travis Bats. Give us free! Give us free! <laughs> Annual Kant, right, a great philosopher, said, we are not rich by what we possess, but it is what we cannot live without. And I think he says can live without, but for me, it is what we cannot live without. And for me, it was those things. So it was being consistent and purposeful about saying, how do I restructure my time? Can I have your attention for a moment? What's good, revolution? Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show. A show for men and the people who love them. Where we discuss how men can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. Where people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corpru. What is good, revolutionaries? What's good? I hope you're doing well. Hope all is well with you and you are you are moving in this space, moving in this life and you know, you're doing your thing. That's all I can ask you to do. That you're finding your way. And as I say, you're finding your community. You're sitting in your community with your people. That you've got your midwives around you. And they are helping you birth your revolutions out into the world. You know, it's interesting at the outside of every year, I begin to think about, like, where do I want to be? What do I want to be celebrating at the end of the year? I think that's the, the biggest thing. One of my therapists actually told me that. Is like, you know, at the end of the year... What do you want to be celebrating? What are the goals that you want to have achieved? What are the revolutions that you want to say that are completed? And one of those things for me is that, you know, as I send out to my folks uh, every quarter about what I'm doing, one of those things is this, is for this show to be a top 1% global podcast. Right now, you know, we've been working for six years. We are a top 10% global podcast but to get to one percent we've got to do something different we can't do what we've always done right that's what happens revolutions are seismic changes in our lives and they are radical changes and they move us they move us hopefully quickly to another space and that's what this show is an opportunity for us to think about how we make radical transformation in our lives and this show is just like that how do we radically transform this show to move us to achieve the goals that we want to achieve and so i began thinking who did i have the most fun on the show with right who did i enjoy the conversation who could be labeled himself a super fan of the show because this brother began to quote <laughs> this brother began to quote as we say scripture what's your revolution scripture back to me as we were doing this show and so I said, let me go out and, and see if I can get Dr. Travis Batts. If you go listen to his show from 2022, where he talks about, you know, we talk about a, a vegan or a plant-based, plant-forward lifestyle, as well as taking care of your heart and your mind and your body. I have to say, right, he said his revolution was to make sure that we are taking our meds, M-E-D-S-S. There it is. So we're going to have something or we're going to do something that is new. Dr. Bats and I are just going to sit here and we're going to have a good time together. We are co-host of this show, of this special episode of the What's a Revolution show that we're actually going to do every month for the next couple of months. Us just thinking about what does it look like for two very, very smart brothers who also enjoy each other's company to come together and talk about our revolutions, talk about the revolutions that are going on in the world, some learnings. And I think that's particular, some learnings that we have that we'd like to disseminate to everyone. So welcome to this, this, this special, I don't even know, want to call it special, but welcome to this, 
this etiology, this beginning of a new revolution of the What's Your Revolution show with my man, Dr. Travis Batts. What's good, dear brother? How are you? Oh, you know I'm doing well. I was waiting on that question, you know, because, you know, everything you said really kind of poised, promoted, and, and got me ready to be in this yeah. new space, you know, and and using your words, right? Using using some of the 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 uh, the, the wisdom, right? Of you got to revolt, you got to mm-hmm. evolve if you want to revolve, right? If you want to truly make that revolution, so uh, I'm in it, I'm in it, and I'm excited to be here and and just really to. Um, understand this new space so we're gonna have some yeah. fun uh we address casually there we, there right? we go, there we, go. Dress, we dress casually if y'all if, you know those of you all that, that do see this episode but y'all hearing just know we in a relaxed <laughs> mood right i don't know what the i don't know what the underlying music is right now but this, this you know, is chill. That's this what, is chill. you know that's what we, we need uh we need look everybody everybody was running everybody was running to get here today i should have made my old fashioned to uh to do, do, oh, do they, this show okay okay you know Next time. So I'm going to have to remember oh, next yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Next we time. Need, look, you yeah. know what? That's next what time. we need to do. We need to get these episodes sponsored by like Uncle Nearest or Woodford uh, okay. Reserve or, you know, uh, okay. uh, my so folks you... down in New Orleans who are doing some uh, uh, exclave spirits with my man, Andrew Albert. Ooh. That's who. Yeah. You need to check that out, brother. It's a young brother down in New okay. Orleans, Andrew Albert. Uh, young brother. He was one mm-hmm. of my former students at Loyola. He's actually, you should know, he's actually been on the show. He's like actually a young entrepreneur, been on the show, and he's got mm-hmm. exclave spirits. He's got a rye, he's got a whiskey. Um, yeah, oh, wow. and he's actually named them around like you know freedom, like the freedom, the 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 movements like that, that we as our people have been. So that's what we need to do. We need to. I need to call him. Like, look, brother, we got special shows with me and my doctor, me and Doctor right. Bats, right? Where we, we look, we need to be like having a little <laughs> sip of some, having a little sip of an old fashioned. We, we, we need- Freedom. We need to <laughs> we need to imbibe in the in the reverence of just of just there release, right? That's what it's about. So um no, I mean and actually I will be in New Orleans uh March. Really? The American College okay. of Cardiology is having their annual meeting. So I will definitely check out some place. I'm I'm gonna check out again ode to one of your other shows. I wasn't able to catch up when I was in your Dream, Dream House. Dream House Lounge. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my man, Dr. Dr. Know, Dr. David right? McM- David Wallace. Dr. Exactly, David Wallace, man. brother. Shout you. out to him and that you. brother. Uh he is doing amazing things, man. And and, and you know, right. uh I am going to be in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. I have not been to Mardi Gras in Uh-oh. a number of years. It probably has been Uh-oh. I don't know, maybe 19, the last time that I was, wow. the last, maybe it was 20. It was Mardi Gras of 20. So it's been a couple of years, almost three years mm-hmm. now that I have just been and enjoyed Mardi Gras. Uh, it was right, you know, I want to say it was right before the pandemic. Maybe it was Mardi Gras 19, because right. that's right. 20, I was actually on the slopes with my good friend Chandler Nudick and his family. So the last time I did Mardi you Gras know Day. I'm living vicariously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm living yeah, vicariously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get that. I'm going to be out there with my. Look, look, hold on. I'm going to be out there with my people. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, I see. I see. Man, let me tell you. I'm going to be out there with my people. Enjoy and get to see my godson, uh, Sean Francois. Beautiful. Sean Solomon Francois Brown and his beautiful, beautiful mother. Dr. Samantha Francois, good good people. So I'm ex- I'm excited to go to New Orleans and and revel. And I know the good Dr. Elijah Beautiful. Hamilton Beatty will be with you in New Orleans in March. <laughs> yes, yes, 
Yeah, so I'm gonna try to, you know, he he he's a he be he be working, he working work. But I told him, I said, you you gotta allow yourself that professional uh, environment. So I'm gonna see if I can get him to come. We we've been able to connect on a couple, but you know, you know how I told him he's not on the grind because now I know what the grind means. You grind <laughs> yourself to dust. Yes, he's not on the grind. Right. He is he's on the road, right? He's on yeah, the road. So we'll, we'll say it. that. So I'm gonna try to pull him out there and, and get him out there with me. So that'll be a great. Oh time. yeah, oh yeah. I see you, look, brother. This this is. Why we gonna have a good time? Because I see you, uh, I see you bringing in the, the the wise words of our, our our friend and friend of the podcast, uh, Reggie Hubbard. And yeah, that's there you right. Go. Being grinding will grind you into <laughs> dust. And I'm, I'm not, it I'm not, dust. I'm not trying to grind the dust. Look, uh-huh. that that kind of leads me into we gonna, we gonna spend some time talking about some things today. But Doc, you know, one thing that I have been able to really just do over the last seven or eight months. I left Camelback June mm-hmm. 30th and we know we went through the transition of my father. But right. one of the things and I would love for us to dive down on is that this period of rest that I've been able to have, you know, been able to rest mm-hmm. and, and question. I think that's the biggest thing for me right now. Mm. Um, and I say question because I have been able to say, what do I actually want to do in this next phase of my life? Like, what am I passionate about? Right. What do I love? Who are the people that I want to be with and, and embark on journeys with? And it's been an interesting thing to question other folks, to hear how they have been moving through the space, mm-hmm. what they're doing, and what are the gaps, man? What do you th- what is that? What do you think about that? Having these periods of time in our lives to actually rest and to listen not only to ourselves, but to others. Wow. No, I think that's a powerful statement. And I'm not, I'm not going to bring in too much of the science <laughs> about it, but, but there, no, I'm saying, cause it's supposed no, to be bring relaxed. It in, but when bring you it said in, bring that, it in. We, there's this power to sabbatical. Wow. There's this power. When you think about the three paradigms of training, and again, um, your last guest, who is a triathlete, who battled through, he talked yeah. about it, right? We, we didn't, we didn't stay there for a while, but he talked about the importance of nutrition. He talked about the importance of training. But then the other piece that, as you know, I'm a former division yeah. athlete that I didn't figure out until it was too late was recovery yeah. or rest. And oftentimes we think about that physical space, right? And I remember when you told me, hey, I'm going, you know, hang gliding <laughs> or hey, I'm doing this. And, and, and you know what I said? I said, I don't know if I can say, you know, we won't be doing that. But the more I thought about it, I was like, wow, just to allow yourself to break those mm-hmm. chains of of mundane, of that perfunctory nature of what you're not that our lives aren't cool. Our lives are fun. Like I told you, um, I got on the slopes two weeks ago. I stayed on the ground most of the time, <laughs> but but it was just good to kind of allow that part of my brain, just a different part of my brain to number one experience. Yeah. Right. And and to not have a schedule where I have to be here, where I have to do that, because sometimes and, you know, I, I got kids, wife, the whole nine and we'll go on vacation and my wife is is my new boss in a loving way, but we got a schedule. We got to be up by this. We got to do that. And the thing is, whenever you, you, your body feels that schedule, then you insert stress. Yes. And by inserting yes. stress, then you increase cortisol. And this month, there'll be an article. It's not out yet, but it'll be coming out where I'm the uh, person they interviewed. And I talk about the importance of sleep in cardiovascular disease and rest. And I think you might have been listening and got that. But they literally reached out to say, 
you know, how, you know, are you telling your patients to sleep? I'm saying, yeah, that's the, that's one of the new risk factors, right? Lack thereof. So rest, recovery, rejuvenation, the power of that, I think is something that a lot of people don't tap into. And I applaud you, brother, <laughs> for tapping, for jumping out, man. Yeah. Cause think about you, you tell me, because I know you, 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 you enjoy what you do and, and how you structure Camelback. And I don't know a whole lot about this space, but how easy was it for you to say, I'm going to transition into something else, mm. something that's new, something that's different. And there's always that excitement, but there's always that apprehension. Yeah. Right. And I tell people, I don't necessarily have a fear of failure by no means, but it's that fear of not knowing, yeah. right? That uncertainty yeah. that exists. So how did you, and I, I know you asked me, about, but I'm curious because we never, we never really chopped it up about, yeah. about the camelback mm-hmm. and kind of how you transitioned and, and moved into that space. Right. I'm curious. Right. Brother, it's interesting um, because the transition from camelback was easy in one respect because I knew that it was time for me to go, but it was hard mm-hmm. in another respect and really, really hard in another respect because I worked with really, really, really good people. Like, uh, you know, wow. we, we, we thought deliberately and intentionally about what culture, a company culture looked like. Were we perfect? No, we weren't perfect. Were we a family? Yes. And families aren't perfect. But exactly. we, the thing about Camelback is that we were guided by a wonderful North Star. And that was making wow. sure that entrepreneurs that look like us right? Women, people of color, non-binary folks had the opportunity to actually be genius, right? And to let that genius then come to fruition. And then to have that genius come to fruition with capital and community and connections and a curriculum, right? And coaching that allowed them to then scale. So imagine working extremely hard every day, with good folks. So you and mm. grinding. And here's the thing and, and grinding. So when June 30th came, I, I knew that it was time to go because I was tired, it, but it wasn't a bad tired, but I also knew that I wasn't giving everything anymore. You know, where, right. where I was giving a hundred percent, I was given 95%. I was given 95%. I was given 90%. Mm. And that's not how I wanted to be because I knew that the work was so important. Fast forward, right? You know, like I said, the learnings from Camelback also were about, really taught me about, okay, you can take this time to rest because I was paid, I was paid for my, I was paid for my skill set. You know, and I I think about this because there, there, there is this narrative around what we need to pay folks, a living wage, Right. And we think about because what, what happens is when my mother and I talk about this and we go to we go, we have debates about it, is this. She's like, people don't want to work. I was like, no, people want to work differently. Right. And, and right. that's the thing they people don't want to stand on their feet. Not, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 hours a day and get paid seven, eight, nine, ten dollars an hour. It's just not enough. Right. Wow. Especially with inflation <clears throat> and all the different things going up. I'm breaking my back literally for peanuts and I still can't buy a home. You know, I still can't afford, wow. you know, I still can't afford right, really good health insurance. I still can't afford, you know, an opportunity to put my children in schools that all the different things. That was one thing that Aaron Walker thought really, really diligently and intently about how do I mm-hmm. make sure that my people 
will come to work and work hard and they can go out into the world and do the things they need to do. Many of the folks that work at Camelback have bought homes. I bought multiple homes working at, wow. working at Camelback. Yeah, think about that, right? If we think about creating generational wealth and opportunity, I bought multiple homes working for an organization that I love to go to work for, that I love the, the outcomes of what we were doing. But then it allowed me to put money away to buy multiple homes. And then this, so th- this catalyst of allowing me to rest. And I think that's the, that's the thing is that it was hard leaving, but it gave me the opportunity to do the things that I'm doing now. And so I'm really, really grateful for that Wow. <laughs> and you and the thing is, what you said before that in, in my brain and, and you literally just gave the blueprint. Right. That that those three C's. Right. Capital curriculum. And it doesn't matter if you got the money, but you don't know, have the know how. Right. It doesn't matter if you got the money and, you know, and you have the know how the coaching piece. Yeah. Right. And what yeah. you just did right there, you said, hey, I was able to do that. I was able to navigate that space. But then you gave another coaching tip. When you feel like you and in football, if you don't feel like you can give 100 percent to the game, that's when things start yeah. to mess up. That's when you start to have injuries. Mm-hmm. That's when you and in, and in the business space, those injuries translate to burnout. Those yes. injuries translate to depression. Those injuries translate. And, and, and it's just interesting how you articulated that um, in the financial world. And I think that's the challenge of a lot of young professionals. And, and it doesn't even have to be young professionals, but, but, but just folks that are, and I'm going to use air quotes in that grind, right? right? <laughs> where, where they feel like every day they, and they can't get ahead and they do those things and they, and they, they're building the capital and they have the curriculum, but they don't have that coach or in the words of, of, one of, on, one of the, the other folks, right? On, on this, on this great, what's your revolution? You know where I'm going? That midwife, yeah, yeah. right? To yeah. birth that thing yes. in them. That's there and and move them to a different space mm-hmm. to really, truly help them evolve. So so now in that transition in Camelback and I know and we could we could I'm just curious who was one of your midwives in that trans or to help you make that transition? How did how did you navigate that space or who motivated? Like, how did you get there? Because that's hard because, yeah. yeah. you know, quiet is kept. I'm, I'm at a, I got a couple more years at what I'm doing and I'm at a crossroad and I'm, I'm using you as a blueprint, right. brother. Well, so I pr- I I'm, I'm trying to not hop back into that no, grind, but exactly. you know, exactly. it's, it's a challenge. Um, so, you know, here, here's one of the things and I, I'll, I'll go back to Dr. Beatty, our, our, our mutual, our good mutual friend. Eli has always been one to say, you got to know when you're ready to go. And, mm-hmm. and to be decisive. So I think I could hear him in the back of my mind, knowing that you, you're, <laughs> you're good at planning. You're good at saying that you're going to do something, but then executing on right. it, particularly an exit. And I give you, I give you another example. Eli left New Orleans in Oh nine. In 09. Mm-hmm. And Eli was, you know, while Eli was in New Orleans and we were both in school, he was, you know, doing his residency. I was getting my PhD. I was my road dog. Like we, you know, only child yeah. road, a, a road dog. And Eli was mm-hmm. like, when you graduate, it's time to go. Um, and I didn't leave. I got a job. I love New Orleans, right? I, I love New Orleans. And I don't, I don't, wow. I will never say that the time there uh, you know, ups and downs, a lot of pain, a lot of joy. That's what New Orleans is. New Orleans is joy and pain. Um, mm-hmm. But I stayed. 
I, I, I stayed and, and, and found community in certain spaces, you know, found love in certain spaces and it was good. But then it came to the point, particularly in 20, where I had done everything that I could do in New Orleans. And Eli wow. said, set a date. That's what he said. He said, set a date. And I kept saying, uh, he said, no, set a date. And that's the date. And I'm going to hold you accountable for it. So we think about, we keep talking about the, the, the midwives. Eli was, Eli mm-hmm. was my midwife because he said, if you, you know, set the date and I'm going to hold you to it. So I set August 1st, 2020. That was my date. I left August, wow. I left August 1st, 2020. And man, yeah, like, and, and that's the thing, right? If you're thinking about your revolutions in, in the, in the world, oftentimes one, you're going to need your midwives, your accountability partners, and then you're going to need a demarcation line. You're going to need a line where you can hold yourself accountable, right? I knew, and here's the crazy thing that I think back now, Doc, is I built an exit plan, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, which, I, which I learned Preach how to do going. at Camelback. I built an exit plan. I was doing this on this day. So I built a 90-day exit plan. And it was each day, this is what I was doing, whether I was flying to Raleigh to look for houses or I, I was getting the, uh, the, the, uh, the box so I could store, you know, send my stuff or I was cutting off different things. I was doing, I was meeting mm-hmm. with different folks, but I had a 90 day exit plan because I had set a date. I, I had set a date and then I had an accountability partner and the same thing. You know, I remember telling my good friend Riaz, um, who was also my uh, immediate supervisor at the time in November of 21 that I was going to leave. And so we set a date wow. for the end of February as my last full-time day, which it still felt like I worked full-time mm-hmm. every day from February to <laughs> the end of June. Uh, thanks, Riaz. Why am I not surprised? Still supervising one of the most prolific associates that I've had, Olivia Gardner and the great work that she did. We were able to build out so much in the last four months wow. of my work there. Wow. Um, but we then set another date that June 30th was my date. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, I remember the last thing I'll say is that my, my, uh, the person who was coming in after me and my good friend Rio said, if you want to stay on a little bit longer to help with the transition, we're happy. We'll pay you. And I said, no. I set a date. Wow. I set a date and that because it would have been easy for me to not be and I'm going to move into the question a little bit more. It'd been easy for me not to leave, mm-hmm. to have some residual, to still yes. have one foot in, okay. you know. It would have been easy. The safety net. That, that, that safety that's safety net. Um, net. Um, exactly. Let's go. Exactly, that safety net. But what would that have been for my person coming in taking my role? If I'm still if it, look, I'm still mm-hmm. walking through doors and saying, "Hey everybody, <laughs> I'm still here if you need me. No. Just in case, just, if they can't do what you think I right. did, just let me, I'm here if you, yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, I have tremendous respect for Dr. Hattie Mitchell and the work that she's doing there. Um, wow. a, a wonderful leader, you know, school leader at Creed Academy in, in LA. Just an amazing, just an amazing human, mother, wife, leader. Uh, just an amazing human being. I tremendously love what she's doing. And and w- what she's been able to do is, you know, I had a dream. Martin had a dream, right? I, ha- I had a dream, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I had a dream. Now what happens is that she can say, I'm going to tear this dream down. I'm going to build on this dream. 
And wow. that's a that's a wonderful thing. And so, you know, just getting to the point, like I said, is that having your accountability partner and having the date and saying, this is it. I'm going to execute and I'm going to move on. And that was key. That was the biggest key because then it allowed me a sense of freedom. And my revolution this mm-hmm. year is, there it is. is freedom. Is to create wow. a life that allows me the freedom to not only impact mm. my life, but that of others. To be intentional about creating opportunities for me to be free. Mentally, mentally spiritually, emotionally, and physically wow. free. Brother, you, you, we got to unpack that. We got to find an expert to unpack that in a whole episode. That that was powerful. I mean, I, and I'm trying to type a little bit and write a little man. bit and not be noted, but I'm, you, you dropping gems, man. You dropping gems. Oh, man. So, so we, and I know we might have to move, but I'll give a little medical nugget right here. This is us, us free flowing, you know, because I'm going to ask you so, what does freedom look like for you when we get a minute? Okay, that that's hard. That's harder to do. You know my structure, brother. You know my you structure. You know my struggle. You still find you know freedom. Stru- you still find freedom. And Give us free. Give us, Give us free. free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. When you said what you said, you were talking about kind of the steps you took and the accountability partner in medicine, something that we do when people want to get rid of a bad habit. You know, typically it came in the space of smoking cessation. Right. Right. One of the best things that we've been able to do over the past, you know, 40, 50 years is to kind of move the pendulum for smoking. But the way that we do that is one way that we do that is through what's called the five A's. Right. And and I'm listening to you and I'm checking these boxes off. Now, the five A's can be used for not really addiction, but I'm going to talk about myself. We, We do have an addiction to not so much work, but just that feeling of busyness, that feeling of, okay, I got to knock this down. I got to take this goal. I got to do this goal, right? We got that addiction. But the five A's, the first A is ask, right? And what you did, you ask yourself, okay, is it time, right? Is, is this the space that I want to be in? Am I, am I approaching this? So the first A is ask. The second one is you assess, you, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to truly assess your ability to set that date and stick to yeah. it. You have to assess the likelihood that you have. I always tell people, hey, plan A might not be great, but if you ain't got a plan B or C, uh, just hold tight for a minute. <laughs> Don't create those other spaces of stress, right? So then you assess, right? The next one is you advise. And what you do is you mm-hmm. seek wise counsel and, and talk yeah, to e yeah. I call him e Beatty. I won't say my nickname for him, but uh, e Beatty, you know, he talked to him. E-Bay. He got you. He got yeah, E-Bay. You got it right, right? He got you right. He said, boom, this is what you yeah. need to do. And then what he did, he assisted you. So, right, we got ask, assess, advise, assist. And the final thing that we do in the patient space is a range follow-up. Mm. So you got to have those touch points where you can holler at your boy, where you can reach out, hopefully reach out to me. Yeah. I know I'm going to reach out yeah. to you, reach out to Beatty and say, hey, this was going on. This was going down. This is what's happening. You know, and so having the ability to run through those, whether mentally, physically, putting them on paper, I think is powerful. I mean, we see that as a mechanism of change uh, in my patients, my patients that are, you know, think about transitioning a diet. Right. I say first, ask why you want to do it. 
Oh, I don't. Well, then let's let's stop oh, right there. Know. If you ain't got a good I just reason, have a salad. I don't know. I just have a salad. Yeah, got, <laughs> seems like a good idea. No, ma'am, we're not we're not about to do that, right? So it's about creating substantive change by first changing your mind, yeah. right? That's yeah. the key. And, and yeah. you made that conscious decision before you took any of those other steps. And I think that's what, you know, again, I'm going to applaud you. I'm going to applaud nah, you. Look, you know, brother, I pre- you know, that's the blueprint no, for me. Man, that's why look, I'm trying like, to write and type here, as fast as I can. Thing. That's why you bring the special guest on to be able to to, 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 to concretize, <laughs> like to, to, to put, put it in a, here's a nice, neat little box here, Dr. Corporal, for what you just said. <laughs> Ah, the five A's. That's what that, that's what we're gonna do here. The five. The five. I love that though. Right. Hey. Uh, no, I, I I definitely love that because it takes you through the steps. Right. You th- it takes you through the steps. Right. And and right. The last thing I say is, is is that we as we're looking for freedom. As I'm looking for freedom, it is about right now the assist and the assessment. Right. Who can I get to assist mm. me to help me think about what's the next phase of my life? And then how can I assess the opportunities? Because that's what I'm doing in this freedom right now, right? I'm doing in this freedom, getting out of the scarcity mindset, right? Getting out of that scarcity mindset, Mm -hmm. but also assessing as things come to me, what's the whole body? Yes. You haven't heard this show yet, doc, but Joyce Chin came on the show, Uh the former head of product at Meta. This sister is bad. Like literally like dope in every phase of the okay. word dope, okay. like capital D O P Joyce Chin, former head of product at Meta. She came on because I wanted somebody to talk about conscious leadership. And one of the things mm. that she says is that she makes decisions about her life decisions around is something a whole body. Yes. Mentally, emotionally, and physically. Think about that. Right. A whole Ooh. body. I know. Right. A whole body. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's cold. That's cold. <laughs> That's That's cold. cold. And so K. I've been trying, K, uh, you know, I was talking to Shane Kelly, who's the founder of Cinematic Lab today. He was like, so what's your, what's your, um, your uh, metrics for making decisions? And I was like, my mind, body, my mind, emotions, and body have to be it. And I have to be moving towards it. If I'm not moving towards it with all three categories, it's not for me. If there's some pause, if, the, wow. you know, if there's some pause, if there's some like mm, there's reticence, if I'm questioning, I remember buying my duplex down mm-hmm. at the beach uh, in 21, early 21. There was no pause mentally, physically, emotionally. I knew I that this, this was it. I even knew that I was going to win the bid because I was like, this is my house. You know, <laughs> this is my house. And so, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to hear that episode because she just is so cold when it comes to that. You know, and so that's the that's the the level of assessment I think that we think about is that how does our how does our intellect, our emotion, and our physical physicality move us or wow. dissuade us from doing <clears throat> things? And that's what this freedom is allowing me to do because if I assess correctly, Doc, mm-hmm. that means I'll move into the right thing, whether it's a relationship, right? Whether it's a job, you know, whether it's a that's real powerful. estate, all the things. These things will allow me to move in a space that are in line with who I am and my values. Man, a whole body, a yes. whole body. Yes. Tonight, now you making me, you making me rethink. Now I don't want this show wasn't supposed to be like that. I'm supposed we supposed to be having fun, we have, we have, rethinking critical decisions. I'm like, was that a whole body? Yes, a whole body. Yes. Was that a whole? Dude, when you got those, gold, yes. when you got those like golden doodles, was that a whole body? Yes. <laughs> 
That, of course, was not a whole body. Yes, that was a wife and daughter working on you. Yes, that's what that was. Oh, but, but you know what it is. Yeah, you know yeah, what it is. So, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Oh, but okay, let, yes. let's circle it back. That's, let's circle it back because I'm going to ask you, okay. right, what does freedom look like for you? Right, right. Think about this. In revolutions, oh, I want you to think man. about this. What does a sense of freedom look like for you? And then how does it play out in your life? You know, because there, there are levels mm-hmm. of freedom that you have. What does that look like? Right. And this pause isn't because I'm, I'm pensive. It is because this is a question that literally I ask myself all the time. Right. Because we know what people expect us mm-hmm. to be. We have an idea of what we expect from ourselves. But then who we truly are, I think, is the amalgam of the two mm-hmm. of those things. Yes. And that's something that I constantly, I'm not going to say battle with, but I, but I constantly look to readdress, right? Because, you know, and, and I'm going to use something that you said on, on a lot of prior shows, you know, just as you have corporal, <laughs> I, I got that. You know, that, that backs, other side, right? And, and exactly. <laughs> His name is Big Lose. His <laughs> name is Big Lose, right? So, <laughs> Big, Big Lose is in the house. Right. So, yeah. So he is an impulsive, just yeah. good, which is which is a good, you know, good at one part in time in your life. But when I look at freedom, and again, my, my wife has really helped me with this, is I used to make a statement that I love my job so much. I would do it for free. And she said, okay, I get it. That sounds good. But at the end of the day, like that, is that sustainable? Mm. And I guess freedom for me would be to make that sustainability question a yes. Right. Mm. To be able to just deliver cardiovascular care, to, to talk to people about improving their life, to, to enjoy just, you know, after hanging around you. Now I go outside 45 minutes a day. I'm not even exercising. I'm just doing, I write on my board self-care. I just go outside and just walk. So I just care. sit down. So and they're like, well, I said, I said, Okay, right. That episode, I said, I said, you could blame Dr. Corporal. They're like, well, is he in? Are you following up with him? I'm like, yes, I follow up typically twice a week. With <laughs> but that's freedom for me, right? To be able to just express myself in the space of health, in the space of media, and not really be bound by the constraints of what the expectation is for a cardiologist. Right. What the, not to say that, that I eschew those things in any way. It's just, you know, when we think about structure, right? My goal for my family is number one, to pr- provide security, right? Boom. We, we, we secure. Boom. The next goal is to attain a certain level of freedom that then gives me, you ready for this? Autonomy. Autonomy. To do the thing that I want to do, right? I might want to set up a clinic in, you know, St. Thomas. St. Thomas, if you're listening, I will come down and work for a month and just give me room and board, right? But that's what I want to maybe just go down, you know, work four days a week, right. really help the folks, right. really provide cardiovascular care. So that security, that then autonomy, then autonomy. Then I want, you know, kind of, kind of that 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 freedom to really express myself. And then overall, the last thing, I, the last phase in that, and I don't know where I am in that spectrum. You ready for this? Independence. Independence. Yeah. Right. Freedom. Not where um, freedom, right? True freedom where, you know, I still want to be connected, still want to have all those things. But if I want to create basically what you did at Camelback, right, is you gave those folks who were bound to those things independence by creating a culture where you provided, again, capital, you provided a curriculum and finally you gave them that coaching. And that's that's really where I see myself is is moving into that space. And the blueprint for that, I don't know. 
That's why I'm gonna keep talking to you because <laughs> you you closer to figuring out than me. Hey, I, I, I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. you closer to figuring out yeah, than me. Brother. So so that's where I yeah, am on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm you know that's where I am, man. It, it, I, I wish I had a better answer. No, I wish no, no. I was it's a great answer, answer because it but leads that's to it, that. It, it leads to this feeling, Doc, is that people will define what their freedom looks like, you know, right. and interest. Interestingly enough. Freedom, you know, freedom is the ability to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And hopefully, you know, you're doing mm-hmm. this in a very productive and, and we're talking about freedom that allows you to live your most exquisite life. Right. That's that's right. right. The freedom that allows you and you define what your most exquisite life looks like. You know, as I was thinking yesterday, I was like, wow, freedom would look like me flying out to the Dallas 49ers game on a private jet. That's that's a level of freedom. That's that's freedom. That's right. And then fly back. I would hope you would invite me to be free too. right. Say what? I would hope you would invite me to be free with you with that freedom. That's all I'm saying. I'm just throwing that out. Exactly. Mrs. Bats, like Mrs. Bats, we're going to fly out to the. You know, I'm going to fly my dude out. We're going to enjoy the game and then come on back. It's a business trip. We're going to get some work done on the plane. Right. Right. But like like you said, autonomy, right? The the thing about it is it's interesting. Um, uh, All of these conversations come full circle is that I was having a conversation with Dominic Artis today, who's the CEO, founder and CEO of Act House. It's a uh, Mm -hmm. Accelerator venture capital firm in Tulsa, in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, Dominic is a young. Dominic is a young um, savant. He he's a visionary when it thinking wow. thinking about what it comes to supporting, you know, and uplifting and really moving entrepreneurs of color uh, associated with Black mm-hmm. Ambition, Pharrell's Mighty Dream, all of that. Met him during the Mighty Dream. Uh, conference here in in Norfolk, Virginia. Just a dope brother. And, you know, relationships are my currency. Wisdom, talent, wisdom, and knowledge are my currency right now at 51, right? That's what Mm -hmm. I bring. You know, I I bring all of the experiences like you, all of the experiences to to help. And when we think about, like, uh, I'm going to get to this in one second, but when we think about diversity, because I know this is important to you, we have to think Mm -hmm. about age diversity as as well in firms, right? And when I look at VC firms, I look at the VC landscape these days, I'm seeing a lot of young folks, you know, which is good because there's there's that fluid intelligence in the young folks. But then there's that crystallized intelligence that we have, right? That this ability that we have the experience, the knowledge, the wisdom to help think about how to grow, how to impart, how to coach, how to build, how to scale, Right. Right. Those things. Right. To get to my point, Dominic asked me, he's like, what does your week look like? If you're if you're in VC, what does your week look like for you? Mm-hmm. And undergirded underneath everything I told him was my autonomy. Right. My freedom to build networks, wow. my freedom to coach, my freedom to invest. Right. My freedom to sit and mentor. Because these are the things that I am passionate about, like what you just said. They are the things that I am very, very passionate about, the things that I love to do. It brings me joy. This podcast that we're doing right now, I can't think of a better moment that I've had in a while because it's not scripted. It's just me and you. This is a, this is a tremendous right. Right. joy. Like, like it works in my mind. No agenda. Um, but yes. that's what it is. This is freedom. 
And it's not about just, you know, laying on the beach all the time and doing, right, you know, or having a, a bevy of women run through, you know, <laughs> if, if, if Corpru is running the show, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There you go. Right, that's, right. That's your freedom. Yeah, the freedom. You know, that is freedom. his freedom. freedom. That is his freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that's his freedom, right? That's his, that, that's I mean, his that's, freedom, yeah, not my freedom. <laughs> that's right, Mrs. I get Matt. it. I get you, it. You, Mrs. Batch, you are his freedom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, she is my she freedom. Is, yes, yes. <laughs> This will be our first and my last. First and last show. We are a huge fan of the freedom that Mrs. Bats gives to Dr. Bats. You know what I'm saying? But that's what it is. That's that's exactly what it is. It is, you know, it is our ability to dictate how we're going to comport ourselves in the world without any being hamstrung or someone saying, you got to go this way. But I really want to go this way. Nope, nope. You got to go this way. You got to act this way. You got to dance this way. You got to talk. No, uh uh-uh. I want to be free. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I want to be free. That's, that's, it, uh, it brings you back to, you know, when you were talking about how you see the young people intermingling, it's a a concept, not a new one, called institutional memory. Yes. Right? Not in a bad way, where where you have an organization and there are things intrinsic to Mm -hmm. that organization that have to stay. Right. Right. But if, Everybody is wiped out from the organization and you bring on new people in. Those things that are intrinsic to the organization now are gone. I think the same thing holds true with and you've talked about them uh, or you've talked about these type of people in your life, you know, friends, people you've grown up with where no matter what direction they go, those are kind of your people that, okay, let let me see what this let me me see how this person's vibing with this, because I can tell you that's where I sent, you know, my show. Like I told people about it, but I was like, Hey, do you think what you think? They're like, okay, you, you still was, you You still was real. You still, you know, just to, just to, just to center and refocus. Right. And because those are the people that you can trust to really look at the blueprint of your life yes. And, yes. and make sure, and that blueprint may change. Right. But make sure you're still building upon that foundation that you created before. Right. Because the, the one mistake that I think people make as they're um, going through this revolution is they often forget the person that they used to be. And Mm -hmm. I hear you say it, you know, you're building upon different versions of yourself, not to say that you're going to revert, but you just need to remember, right? Those who forget the past are destined to repeat it, repeat it. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not saying forget that version of yourself. I'm saying evolve but know that it's still, just know that you those same propensities, those same things and having the freedom to say, OK, I'm going to do what I need to do and and not revert. Because I think uh, and I'm not going to get you know spiritual, Go but ahead, I think brother. God allows a certain timing for certain things in our life. Yeah. Right. Because had he have put me in this space 10 years ago. Big Los would have came out. I would have probably wilded out, right? I mean, it, it, it's Nick a different Cannon, space, Cannon, right? But Cannon, Cannon, yeah, Cannon, it, it, Cannon. It, okay, you, you, I'm letting you can say it, but that's what happens. You gotta know. Okay, I'm at this place. I have these things, and I have evolved to a certain level of understanding what I could be, but I don't want to hinder what I'm going to and people are caught in that quasi space where they got to understand your evolution doesn't stop. It does not. 
it just continues until you revert. Right. And and I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people. And to hear you talk about this constant process, this constant, you know, I mean, I'm like I say, I'm encouraged, man. I'm always encouraged. I'm learning. <laughs> I can't I can't type and talk at the same time, but I wish I could because I'm I'm trying to take some notes, man. Life notes. That's what we're gonna have. The transcript is gonna be life notes. That's what we're gonna, that's we're gonna roll that's out a transcript that, 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 of life, life notes. I, I, the, the life notes, the life notes of it all. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, with the with the passing of my father. And I want to, you know, I want to, mm-hmm. like, build something that, you know, a brand around his name. But the, the irony, Doc, is that most folks called my father Coreproof, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and that was his name. Like, there's Coreproof. And so... And my frat brothers, you know, particularly when I was younger in their frat, that's how they referred. Uh, I'm hanging out with Corpru. I'm I'm with Corpru, and you know, mm-hmm. and we've we've chronicled who Corpru was for me at a certain stage of my life. So, but now there's right. this opportunity to to build a brand around the values of my father and our name, and that's so interesting. That's beautiful. Like, yeah, what Cor- like what Corpru actually stands for? My father was fearless. You know, and that that mm-hmm. was the wonderful thing I think about, like fearless. That brother would tell you off in a heartbeat. He would run into snakes. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He would run into a lion's den if he needed to, because that's who he was. Wow. And I want to build this brand, like you said, around his legacy, but also moving back into is that there was a side of me that I had built around corporal being the, 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 the player, the carouser, you just out here in the world who, the person who cared <laughs> only about himself. That was the bad boy. Mm-hmm. I, I like corporal, but there's an opportunity to invent what that is. And I think, you know, and to actually, and to actually give it something different, you know, to kind of resurrect it in a way to say, you know, you can be you can take hold of what your father was with this you can mm-hmm. let that other version of core proof die and then grab hold of this version of yourself and this version of core proof that reminds you of of the valiance and and the gratitude and the greatness and the gravitas of your father and so i'm 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 looking wow. forward to creating that so you know when you have core proof like i have no bull right emblazoned mm-hmm, on my mm-hmm. chest like corpru is like wow these are the values of the corpru brand like you know you know sam's club walmart whatever but corpru resonates with folks like what's it's it, it's like what's your revolution like corpru and so i'm looking forward to creating wow. you know creating and executing on this brand that represents everything that my father value that especially that that fearlessness that resolve that that person mm. who saw equality at the forefront of everything that he did he wanted to be he wanted to make sure that folks had the opportunity to succeed he was a principal he was an educator for 33 years that's who he was wow. you know community was everything my father was the center of attention everywhere he was and people just gravitated around him. He was he was people's north star. That's what I want this brand to be. My goodness. Oh, I can see it. I mean, just in how you talk about it, and and how you um, 
maintain this admiration for your father as I do, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I and I told you a little bit about my father's situation. He's passed, mm-hmm. um, you know, had you know dementia, but yeah. this was somebody that you know we, he wasn't from Jamaica, but he worked tree job man. He worked you know <laughs> tree jobs out like there, all the t- yeah. But he still he still made time to make it to my football games to do those things. And when I think about okay, you know what's in a name, right? You know, you know how do I how do I change? You know what some people think about me, or yeah. just just that paradox with your you know how how Freud has the Id, the ego yeah. and the super mm-hmm. ego, exactly. right? And, exactly. and wherever corporal that version of you falls, basically retaking it right. and, and 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 rebranding it in a way that is purposeful, that is representative of who you knew, who you know your father would want you to be. And it, it harkens me back to um, another episode. It's, it's I won't say it's an oldie, but it, it it's They're a little farther old. back. Pastor, Pastor Vic Man, Johnson, I think dude. that's his name, yeah. finding perfection right. in, in imperfection. Yes. And I think that's something that we got to, we take that good, we got to take that good heart, look at ourselves, you know, and, and again, not to be too, too spiritual, but you know, there's a scripture that talks about when we are in Christ, we are a new creature, mm. right? Old things right. are passed away and, mm. and we have to understand that those, you know, I have a pastor, you know, shout out Pastor Brown down in Baton Rouge. He was my pastor in college. He saw the best and worst <laughs> of me, but he still, he still accepted me, right? But one thing he said, that, that I talk to everybody about. I say the one thing about turning over a new leaf is the old leaf is on the other side. Right. And if you're not necessarily rooted in what you want to do, which for you, it sounds Ooh. like you are, just a little wind of change can Ooh. blow that old leaf back over. Just a little, 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 little rain can flip that leaf Ooh. back over. And then that part of you that you thought you had covered up, now it's back out now for everybody back out. to see. Now. So the fact that you embracing it, you say, you know what? It's about a brand. Right. It's about this. It's about that. That you are rooting. You you are driving that thing into the ground. So even when that wind of change come, even when different mm-hmm. things blow, even when other things occur, you're still going to be rooted in that in that whole purpose of rebranding. That not so much the name, but just the attitude behind yes. it. Again, I think that's something that whether you a CEO on Wall Street, whether you, you know, a teacher, whether you're doing anything, that's something that I think everybody wants to do or should aspire to do. It's just like I said, you just laid out that bl- blueprint on how to do yeah, it. Bro. So I told you mm. life notes, Man, look, life notes, it, volume one about to drop. Here's the thing <laughs> that you just said, uh, you know, and I got to give it, look, I got to give a shout out to our brother, Eric Thomas, right? Uh, E.T., the hip hop preacher. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You talked about the, the, the leaves. He said, most of us are doing leaf work when we need to do root work. Oh, I know, right? Yes. I know, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, Mike's yeah, dropping. that's what he said that. He said, he, he, that's the crazy thing. He was like, most of y'all out here doing leaf work, but you need to do root work mm-hmm. because what happens when you do, what happens when you do root work, right? The leaves mm-hmm. change if you're doing root work right. and right. The leaves change. And I love the analogy that you just talked about is that. You know, if you've just been doing leaf work, right? And then once, you know, you turn that leaf and, you know, but the wind blow, you right, you, you right back there. You flip back you over. You flip back over. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, hey, hey, girl. Come in, let me holler. Yeah. Look, it was, yeah. Come in. Let me, 
Come here, let me highlight you. Let me highlight you. Let me let yeah, exactly. We don't need none of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. need none. That's that old version. That's, old, That's that old yeah, version. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no. No, let's let, let's sit down. Let's talk about let's talk about care and i think that's the, the biggest thing how can we right. how can we care right. for each other and that that's the thing in relationships but I, look this is look we are we are at 50 minutes already and i just want to you know want to not what i know i know i know and um one of the things that we talked about in the green run i want to i want us to talk about really for a few minutes is that i've been doing this show for six years and this probably will be somewhere near like show 148, show 149, or show 150, depending on where we place mm-hmm. it, right? That's a lot of shows. That's a, that, Man, that's a lot of congrats. shows. When, when the average podcast, yeah, the average podcast has six shows, right? And, and they're done. Right. I mean, six shows, right? And, and, but, you know, we're at, we're at 150 shows. And, you know, I would love to just be able to pass on some of the things that I have learned by doing this show, you know, and, and talking with you. Cause I'm sure they also mirror some of the things that you, you know, you have done or done in your life with consistency. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably the first thing that I, I want to illuminate and, and to get your thoughts is that it's been six years and you know, that that's, wow. that's a simple thing. Like that's a simple, like learning. It's been six years. We were a show that started on an AM station in new Orleans and I don't look. Wow. I couldn't tell you how many people listen to the show. Right? We may have gotten a caller, <laughs> or we didn't. I, I don't know. We did it for a year in New Orleans, and then all of a sudden the station closed down. And then I was in a, a little small box room with my brother Jazz. Right? That closed down. We kept it going. The, the pandemic hit. I bought the stuff to this this mic that you see, so I could do it in my mm-hmm. apartment in New Orleans kept it going moved home did it look did it in my bedroom at my mama's house right wow until i got to this space so the the thing about this for us to get to you know i was surprised to top 10 globally simply is consistently dropping something every one to two weeks for the last six years that's 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 something when you are consistent and the and and here's the Mm -hmm. thing the sound wasn't always good. We just got better, right? That's what consistency right. does. It allows you to hear. It allows you to aggregate. It allows you to say, oh, we can do this better. What does consistency look like for you? Like, what is what is something that you've consistently done that now you can say I've gotten better at? Because each week, each day, each something, I've been able to just do it. Just the fact that I'm doing it. See, I wanted to stay on you. I no, want no, no, first no, no. off, us, let me applaud you. I'm, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. But first, I'm gonna applaud you because in in my um, evolving podcast, it's a challenge, right? It's almost like when people watch a preacher, right? People watch a preacher. They say, "Oh, he, we, we paying this preacher to get up there and just talk. We paying this preacher every week. He got to come with new material for the same people every week." <laughs> A five day turnaround. It's got to touch as many people as he can while at the same time keeping it within a time frame. Having issues with mics, having issues with choirs. That's what you just talked about. 
right? You, what you're doing, and if we want to, is a ministry, right? And it's almost like a ministry that had to grow. And with every ministry, you're going to have those, those, those Joan in the well moments where, where you get <laughs> swallowed up by life and you don't know. You're like, well, God said, go here, go here. Man, God, do you really want me to do it? All right, I'm, I'm going to spit you back out over here. Okay, great. I'm going to keep moving. But the fact that you kept doing it, I mean, number one, I applaud the effort. Number two, I applaud the success. A lot of times people will pat you on the back for what you do, but don't, don't, you know, top 10 worldwide, man, that's huge. That's huge. And so that encourages me to look at the things because like you said, you know, revolt, evolve, but, but, and, 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 and you're going, you're going to outline them for us. But at the same time, it's that piece of consistency that people aren't willing. Uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears. There's this concept called grit, right? Yeah. And they say, it doesn't matter how smart you are, how rich you are, where you start, but they can measure the success of whether it's someone in military training, someone at Harvard, someone taking the SAT, someone making it in the NFL by grit. And grit is broken down into two ways. That's first, being passionate about what you're doing, right? And secondly, it's about being persistent, right? Because if you got the passion, but you're not going to persistently stick to it, that's a wrap. Yeah. You could be persistent, but if you're not persistent about any one thing and you don't have a true purpose, brother, you got a purpose, right? I told you, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fan man. I ain't no fanboy, but I'm a fan man. I'll be listening to shows just randomly. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fan man. I'll be like, I'm fanning. I'm fanning someone. I'm fanning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but now for me, consistency, and, and this is going to sound, not so much counterintuitive because the health thing was was something that I always have done, right? I mean, you know, track forces you to be as strong as you can be, as light as you can be, as flexible as you can be, um, and and push yourself to pain to know that that's going to drive you to get better. That's easy. The hard part comes when you got or when you have, and I'm gonna try to speak correctly. <laughs> See, I'm getting too comfortable. When you have four kids mm. and each of your kids is doing something different. The hard part comes is when you have a wife that that wants you to spend time with her, but she's, you know, my wife's a nurse, so she understands, okay, he's a doctor, but man, you got to carve out some time. Right. The hard part comes when you don't understand the value or how to say no. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. That's a tough part because you, you, you know, what I realize is that my arms can't reach everybody. But as long as I keep them stretched out, what that does is that means I can't embrace my family. That means I can't embrace my friends because I'm reaching. I'm trying to reach all these other people. And so it took me the opportunity to pause. And unfortunately, that pause came in a war zone in Afghanistan. And it really helped me to reframe what was important. Right. So Emmanuel Kant and I may get this yeah. uh, mixed up, but but Emmanuel Kant, right, a great philosopher, said we are not rich by what we possess, but it is what we cannot live without. And I think he says can live without. But for me, it is what we cannot live without. And for me, it was those things. Right. So it was being consistent yes. and purposeful about saying, how do I restructure my time? So that I can be with my family. How do I restructure my time so that I can, you know, travel with my, how do I restructure my time so that I can, you know, meet people such as yourself and hang out with people such as yourself and and get out of that shell of saying, I got to acquire all this knowledge myself. No, 
Go through show notes, life notes. Yeah. We about to drop. I'm like I told you. You think I'm joking, man? I'm writing it down and, and, <laughs> and applying it. You know, so so that's the thing. That's what consistency looks like to me. And 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 hearkening back to our discussion about freedom, autonomy, and those things. That's truly what I want. I want to be able to say, you know what? I'm taking three weeks to hang out with my kids. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. Right. I'm not there yet. Right. I got to understand how to, how to let go and be OK. And some of that going to take some planning. Right. But but that's where I mm. want to evolve to. And and to say that for me, wealth is in the experience. Yeah. Wealth is in the experience. True wealth is. Mm. Yeah. It's in that experience. Like, you know, when we listen back to this show and some of the things that I was able to jot down. But when we listen back like that, that's where my mind goes. And so that's what that's what the. That's really that consistent piece with me is working on being present, yeah. right? With the family, yeah. with my friends yeah. and, and, and available. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Not as grand, not as, not as big, but, but it is, that is, that is the challenge for me now. Yeah. Cause it's easy. Like for instance, if I just said, I'm going to just be cardiologist, mm-hmm. easy, right? Go to work, stay there all the time, get home, work on cardiology, super easy, right? But being cardiologist, being dad, being husband, being, you know, media person in the church, being, you know, being that guy in the community that, that you know, in, in a few weeks I'm having a, uh, we're talking about heart health and women and we're doing a Zumba session right. on the back end, right? Being that person, you know, so that's the challenge, right? That's the piece of consistency that, that what it means to me. Right. Man, no, I, I love that. And, and on the back end of that, I think consistency is also limiting your distractions because you can't be consistent. Mm. And I think that, you know, along with that consistency is, is to limit your distractions because what happens is for me, I have to realize sometimes with all of the things that go on, like you said, all of the things that go on, you know, in my life, whether it's being in the investment space, the entrepreneur space, the real estate space, all, you know, taking care of family, I can let some of those distractions get in the way of this. But I have to remember, wow. I have to ground myself that, right, I need to push those distractions back and say, this is what brings me joy, right? This is, this is what, this, so simply, this is what brings me joy. Getting behind mm-hmm. this mic and having great conversations with great men like yourself brings me joy. And that's why I've been doing consistently for the last six years. And so part of, part of that is also me learning how to limit distractions. I'm not good at it because this, this thing right here is the worst thing in the world, <laughs> right? This is a pure, this is a pure addiction for, for my audio files, right? It's my phone. It is a pure. And once I yeah. learn how to limit this distraction, I will be lethal. I, I will be lethal. And, and that's the well, thing. Well, when you figure it out, you let know, me know. Look, okay. brother, you let me yeah, know. Yeah, okay. yeah. I love it when it dies, you know? That's what I love it because, and there's no See. charger around. That's, that's, that's what I love. That's what I love. Um, here's, the, here, okay, here's well. one other thing. And, and we can get into the other things in other shows. Is one of the things that I've learned after doing for six years is that we as black men have very, very diverse stories and that we are dope as fuck. You know, yeah. I mean, that, yep. that in itself, that no one could ever tell me that black men are not doing some of the most revolutionary and transformative things, not only in this country, but in the world. When I look at the, the vast number of men that I have been able to interview, authors, doctors, wow. activists, athletes, I mean, CEOs, executive directors, at, you know, everyday folks, politicians, 
who are saying like, I want to do something that is greater than myself, that this revolution that I am trying to create has nothing to do with me and everything to do with those people that I serve. I can't think of right. anybody that has been on this show that their, their, their word service has not undergirded who they are as a person. I can't oh, think about definitely. it. Everybody mm-hmm. is doing something to serve someone else. And when you serve other people, when you serve other people, life has a little bit more, in my opinion, of a meaning to you. Like you're meaning to right. serve. And I remember thinking about that. Where did I get this? Where did I get this? My mother served. My mother has been a woman of service her entire life. My father was a man of service, both educated, served, served my grandmother's service. Wow. What happens when we give to other people? And I am looking at the, the tremendous revolutions of what people say and Howard Price said it best. He's, you know, on the serve. His revolution was to just serve. Simple answer. My revolution is to Man. just serve. Just serve. And so that's one that's thing it. I've learned when, you, when when people say that black men are selfish or lethargic or lazy or listless or oversex. Narcissistic. Uh, narcissistic, yep. all the things. And I keep thinking, well, <laughs> I have interviewed so many folks and all of these brothers that come on this show talk about, I want to give something greater to the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. Think about Pastor Victor Johnson. Think about Dr. Uh, Andre, Andre Perry. Think about Sean Dove, who I talk about so much on this show. Philip Eccles, yourself. Think about, shout out, turn up turn vegan. vegan. It, 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 exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, his con man, this brother's content is ridiculous. Right. Right. Like right. ridiculous. Travis. Right. Like, I'm and, like, and it's just, oh, he made something that I mean, I'm going to try to go. It's like lime and spirulina and something, and he freezes them. And then <laughs> I was like, what is this? Come on, man. Yep. That brother is an artist. Yeah. And the reality right. of, and it's just, Go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. No, no, no. no. You go no. ahead. I'm listening. No. I'm, I'm just, I'm hype manning it. I'm hype manning it right now. Uh, we got the beat back. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, but this brother, <laughs> Turnip is an artist. And, you know, right. what he's doing is creating content. That brother, look, we're going to look up mm-hmm. in a year, six months, and that brother is going to be a millionaire from the content that he's created because it is beautiful. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I mean, he's going to have advertisers. He's going to have a book deal. He's going to have something because of the content that right. he's creating. He is serving others. And that's when, if you listen to his show, that's what he talks about, where how he turned his life around simply from being hung over in Vegas and didn't want to feel like that to moving into a plant based lifestyle. And now he is, yep. no, he is an influencer. Like literally, space, like, no. I, I don't even like saying the term influence, but he is influencing he culture. Is. He that's is. who that brother is. And so he yeah, is. that's the thing. He is shifting. The, and, and the fact that, and, and, and that's the one thing about all the guests on the show. It's never a me, a I, look at me. That's never the conversation. And I've listened, as you know, I'm a fan, yeah, yeah. man. Super fan. I've listened to pretty much almost every show. And it's always... My intent wasn't to be nationally recognized. My intent was to first help my community. I saw a need. Even the brother that is um, the executive image consultant. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. David I, I got his book. David McKnight. 
Yeah, they were nice. I got his book, and the first portions of the book are all about service and how yeah. you wanted to look. And when he tells his story of how he felt when he went to take school pictures, I'm like, that's me. That was that kid. And and it's just about that. And then yeah, that's me. He's talking about me. How you know that was me? You know, but but to hear him talk about it, I mean, it's amazing. But everybody's their intent wasn't to be X. It was to help. It was to serve. And I think that's the power of the people you're identifying yeah. and the people that are on the show and, and, the, and just how genuine the show is kind of in that space. And, and, and you highlighted, you know, kind of black men and, and what we do and what we are. And those are things that unfortunately get underscored um, in the broader picture of society, right? Like I said, people have an expectation of who you're going to be. You have an expectation of who we end up being. Is this amalgam, a little bit of both? And unfortunately, I think that pendulum shifts to one way too heavily if we look at kind of common contemporary, you know, cultural ideas of African-American males and and what we do and, and where we are in that space. So, Keep keep highlighting. We got I mean, that's a revolution in itself. That, that, that this 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 is a revolution. This show, it is, it is. And yeah. you know, the next time we get together, we, we we will talk about these five tenets that we have been able to pull out from distilling down all of the commentary that we've had over the the last six years about what we can do. You know, the interesting thing is is being able to pull those tenets into a curriculum that allows folks to really critically think about mm-hmm. what it looks like to fulfill your revolution. I got to give a quick shout out to the folks at Title Quest. Uh, I call her the queen, right? I call her the queen, Kat Contreras. <laughs> That's who she is, the queen, the queen of Title Quest. Mm-hmm. A wonderful, wonderful friend of mine who invited me to come speak to a group of realtors. And shout out to Craig and, uh, Craig and Barry wow. and his wife, uh, Courtney Lalonde, for sponsoring me coming to speak to about 30 realtors the other day and a wonderful opportunity, Travis, to to really, really do a deep dive on what it looks like with these five. If you're thinking critically about these five tenants, how they will move you to fulfill your revolution. And so I'm anxious, really, really thinking about what that looks like to build that out and then to move it into the space to serve others. So, you know, our, mm-hmm. go- our goal is to have one million revolutions served. So when we go around the world, like, hey, 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 wait, that's my revolution. <laughs> that's my revolution. But look, look yeah. we, we ha- this, this has exceeded my expectations about what we can do and what we can bring when you and I get Brother. together, bro, and do our thing. And so Brother. I'm going to hope, revolutionaries, that you enjoy this, this episode. I'm not even going to call it the special episode anymore. This episode, this ongoing series of conversations with yes. Dr. Travis Batts, board-certified cardiologist and the host of the About That Life podcast with Dr. Travis Batts. There you go. So, the show that focuses on life or living intentionally forever. There you go. Look, living intentionally for I want everybody to go out and subscribe to this podcast and hear look, Dr. Bats is interviewing some amazing people and the what and the work that he's doing. Just go support him. Like, you know, it's you know, God will God will plant certain people into your lives. And and listen to the words that I just used. Plant. Right. Because plants, plants, are, like plants are rooted. Right. You know, rooted. Right. And you talk about people who come in for a season or a reason. And this is this is not a season with here with Dr. Bats. So Dear brother, we thank you for all that you do in the world for saving lives, right? That that's that's your service. That's your ministry to the world. You save lives. And um uh, 
it is a blessing to call you friend. Right. My dear brother, my dear brother and friend. And I look more, I look forward to more of these conversations that we have and revolutionaries make sure that you are always, always asking and answering what we think here is the most thought provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? We'll talk to you soon. I love you. I love you. I love you. Dr. Bats, close us out. Brother, brother, first off again, Thank you so much for for allowing me just just sharing the wisdom. Like I said, that institutional knowledge and those type things and allowing me to and being my midwife. He, I, I told him before, being my midwife as I birth into a new revolution through the understanding of the show, the understanding what we, you know, we talking about. Man, next month is too far, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I might just call you and maybe record. I don't know. Next month is too far. I don't know if I can wait that long. We'll figure it out. But, uh, but no, I'm looking forward to where we go in. And uh, definitely, uh, again, if you all want the blueprint, next month we will be ironing out those five tenants. And I'm telling you, they are life changing. And and you congratulated me for saving lives, brother. You international. <laughs> Think about all the lives you're touching. Think about all the revolutions you're causing that not only empower, right? They engage, they educate, and most importantly, they energize people to be better versions of themselves. I'm gonna stop because I'll keep. We we we, we go. They gonna there cut us go. off. They gonna pull the power. Cycles and be like, yo, yo, <laughs> right here. We'll talk to you soon, revolutionaries. Take care, everybody. What's good? What's good? I want to be free. That was powerful. Whew. A revolution. I want to be free. With all of the things that go on, like you said, all of the things that go on, you know, in my life, whether it's being in the investment space, the entrepreneur space, the real estate space, all, you know, taking care of family, I can let some of those distractions get in the way of this. But I have to remember, I have to ground myself that, right, I need to push those distractions back and say, this is what brings me joy. Right. This is this is what this, so simply this is what brings me joy. You literally just gave the blueprint, right? That that those three C's, right? Capital, curriculum, and it doesn't matter if you got the money, but you don't know have the know-how. It doesn't matter if you got the money and you know and they have the know-how. The coaching piece, right? And what you just did right there, you said, "Hey, I was able to do that. I was able to navigate that space." But then you gave another coaching tip. When you feel like you, and in football, if you don't feel like you can give 100% to the game, that's when things start to mess up. That's when you start to have injuries. That's when you, and in in the business space, those injuries translate to burnout. Those injuries translate to depression. Those injuries translate. And and, and it's just interesting how you articulated that um, in the financial world. And I think that's the challenge of a lot of young professionals. And it doesn't even have to be young professionals, but but just folks that are, and I'm going to use air quotes, in that grind, right? What's good, revolutionaries?